Hello and welcome to another episode of How Good Sport. Thanks for joining us, guys. It's a glorious Sunday afternoon today. We had some footy back yesterday. How good. I took myself out to Leichhardt Oval to watch the SG ball with the Sydney Roosters up against the Tigers. The Tigers had a really valiant effort to stay in the game. The Roosters were obviously the more favoured side, but dropped a lot of balls, lots of silly offloads, those sort of things that you would expect with an SG ball team. But they did well to secure the win in the end. Young Toby Rodwell, the halfback for the Roosters, has played fantastic the last two weeks. Shows a lot of maturity and does a lot of a lot of the small things really well. And the drop goal really sealed it for the Roosters yesterday. So well done to the Roosters. We also saw those two trials. Tristan fucking Sailor. Ho ho. Holy dolly. How good was that? That was absolute rugby league porn. When I tune in to watch the Brisbane Broncos, that's what I look out for with Reese Walsh. And we've seen Tristan Saylor slot in and do similar things. He can throw a beautiful cutout ball. He's got a handy kicking game. And didn't we see that yesterday? The banana kick a la Joey Johns. The fantastic cutout ball down the left. Then the line break to score a try and secure the game. It was outstanding stuff. And I really do hope that Tristan can either find his way into this Brisbane side somehow. He's obviously not going to play fullback, but can you pop him on a wing or something? I don't know. Probably not. But when you've got a player that good... He should not be playing Queensland Cup every week. And whether he finds another club, I don't know. But I know he's better than a lot of fullbacks getting around in the NRL. I, I personally think he's a top 10 fullback in the game. So he needs to find somewhere where he's playing regular first grade. I really hope the NRL doesn't lose this guy to the Super League. I was personally sick to the stomach when I saw that he might be leaving the NRL. Some of the reports in the preseason, we we have to secure this guy. You know, he's super talented. So we need to hold on to him. But all in all, it was fantastic to have some footy back this weekend. Next week, we've got a lot more trials, and then Vegas really isn't that far around the corner. And the week before that, we have the Panthers in the World Club Challenge. So looking forward to all that footy coming back. Obviously, we've done a few of the previews for the year so far. So we've run with the Panthers, the Bulldogs, the Warriors, and the Eels. And today, we're going to run with a preview of the Melbourne Storm. Coming off probably what was considered a disappointing year for the Storm, which is crazy to think because they finished in third. But I think the win over the Roosters in that second week of the semifinals down at Amy Park bit over the cracks a little bit. They beat a depleted Roosters side in the last two minutes. And let's be honest, I'm not saying this because I'm a biased Roosters fan. They weren't the better team on the day. The Roosters probably deserved to win the game, but that's not how footy works anyway. But they got smashed against the Broncos in week one, and then they got smashed against Penrith in week three. And it was pretty clear that defensively the Storm weren't all there last year. It was the worst year defensively for them since 2014 in terms of points allowed. I think they let in 459 points, which is just so against the Storm system and what Craig Bellamy's cultivated over his dynasty there in the last 20 years. So they had the high, second highest number of missed tackles of any team last year. So. We've seen footage of Craig Bellamy going absolutely skits in the box, and you can only imagine what how he's been thinking and what he thinks reflecting on their defence last year. So you can rest assured that will be improving this year. In terms of gains, they've obviously gained Sean Bloor recently with that swap, um, swap deal that they did 
with the Tigers. So he's a very handy pickup. You know, we've talked about and seen a lot of reports about the Storm probably lacking that one edge player, sorry, uh, middle forward or someone on the edge just to back up through the forward pack. So he's a good addition to the forward pack. When this guy burst onto the scene on debut for the Tigers, we probably haven't seen him hit his height. So looking forward to seeing what he can do this year. Uh, not too many gains for the Storm, not too many losses either. So they're going to be running with a pretty similar squad for this year. A pretty even draw for the Storm. They look like they have a, a handy draw. They start with some pretty tough early games, but they only leave Melbourne three times in the first 10 rounds. So we know that Amy Park is a fortress for them and they're going to build on that so that they have a fantastic start this year. I think this year they would be going for 22 years in a row of first-round wins. So their first game is against the Panthers. I think that spell and that record will be broken against the Panthers, but year in, year out, we have I certainly been guilty of ruling the storm out, and they've just come out and absolutely put egg all over my face. So uh, you certainly wouldn't um, put it against them to come out and beat the Panthers in round one. They've also got... Uh, they face the Panthers, the Roosters, the Cowboys, and the Broncos in the last six weeks. So some tough games there. And two of those games against the Bronx and the Cowboys are up north. Obviously, the Storm don't mind playing at Suncorp. They've got a good record there. But the trip up to North Queensland is always a tricky one at that time of the year where it's starting to get a bit more hot and humid coming from Melbourne where it's a lot colder. So a couple of interesting games for them to finish on. I do think the Storm will have a much improved year this year. And a big part of that is Pappy coming back. I'm hoping and praying that we see a full year from Pappy, and I'm sure everyone in the NRL is hoping and praying that we see a fit Pappy this year. It's been devastating to see the loss he has been to the game the last two years with some of the injuries he's had. Obviously, that fractured kneecap and going down in that final game last year against the Broncos was devastating. Seeing him come off the field, um, you know, they, they said it was a compound fracture at the time and a lot of the players really shied away when they saw the injury and it was pretty devastating stuff to see. Um, you know, I literally nearly teared up seeing that stuff. So all reports and from what we've seen from the Storm content on your socials, he's looking pretty good and he is likely to line up in round one. He's obviously not going to burst straight back onto the scene in round one. He might take some time to warm up, but let's be honest, Pappy is part of this elite top echelon of players in the game. When he's on, he's a top three fullback and he's fighting for that top fullback spot. Certainly that's the way I feel. And I think for the Storm the last couple of years, he's been that last piece of the puzzle that's really been missing. And now they've obviously got Grant, Munster, Hughes in the halves. They've got a fantastic spine even without Pappy. But I think Pappy just adds that little bit of brilliance onto the back line and that attack helps the Storm beat those top sides. You know, Pappy can do everything. He's got a brilliant running game. His passing game's good. He can kick. He kicks drop goals to win the game. So he's a match winner. In his first full season for the Storm, he won a grand final and won a Clive Churchill. And then we saw the start of the 21 and the 22 seasons. He had a fantastic start. 2021, he played most of the year and Melbourne were fantastic. What a favourites and, and got toppled by the Penrith in the prelim, but he was a huge part of their success in that year. So... I think a, a full season with Pappy back, the Storm can definitely contend for a top four spot if all things go well. And realistically, they're going to have to find the league. If you think about Pappy, Munster, Hughes, Grant, like that shit is hectic. So exciting scenes for Melbourne Storm with Pappy coming back. 
So I think Pappy's going to be your fullback. Obviously, you're going to have Warbrick on one wing. And for his first full season in the NRL, he was fantastic. He scored 17 tries and got better with every game. Scored some really classy tries in the games leading up to the finals. If any of you guys remember, there was a game they played against the Dragons where they were actually down and, and upset was on the cards. And I think it was Warbrick and Coates just scored some ridiculous tries, some line breaks. Warbrick in particular scored an epic try down the right side where he was absolutely tiptoeing down the sideline and had a beautiful finish in the corner. So, And then you know sealed it with that fantastic try against the Roosters that fucking broke my heart in week two of the semis. Beautiful catch in the air and did a really good job to finish that try. So I think the sky's the limit for Warbrick and in the storm he's in the best system to develop. So looking forward to seeing what he can do this year. We're going to see Nick Meany obviously shift into that centre role. So I'm sure we'll see him on the left with Xavier Coates on that other wing. Xavier Coates, again, had a, was one of these players who had a better year last year. Obviously, Xavier Coates has got a very high ceiling. We probably haven't seen him reach those heights yet with the Storm. But again, another preseason with the Melbourne Storm, a more complete side with Pappenhausen. We'll see a lot of him linking down that left side. So we're definitely going to see Xavier Coates collecting plenty of tries this year. I mean, he's a fantastic player. You know, he's not in these top echelon of players, but he did a really fantastic job for the Storm last year at fullback. He's going to be more than a handy center. He'll obviously have that tip-on game with his passing. He can create some good opportunities uh, with his footwork. He'll be a very handy defender. Obviously, he's going to have to adapt to that defensive scheme defending in the centers, but he's had that experience at the Storm in various roles in the last couple of years, and he also played a bit of center in his time with the Bulldogs and Newcastle Knights. So I think he's a handy center. We've seen the Storm win grand finals with, um, you know, not necessarily gun centers in their time over the years. So not saying Nick Meany's not a gun, but Meany and Remus Smith probably aren't the best centers in the game, but there's enough pieces in the puzzle for them to do their job, which Bellamy's the best at, getting the most out of his players and making sure they're doing their job. So these guys will do that. They're both going to be handy defenders. They can both ball play quite well and both pretty strong as well. So those will be your centers, and we'll have Warbrick and Coates on the wing. Obviously, the the halves, um, it's going to be Munster and Gerard Hughes. Both need to be better this year, let's be honest. By their own admission too, they've both come out in the preseason and said they need to be better. I believe they both came back to preseason earlier this year as well. So really just shows their motivation and how eager they are to have a better season this year. Personally, I want to see more from Munster. I've been a bit critical of him in the past and it's probably not fair and people won't agree with me. He comes out in origin, he absolutely brains us. There's no doubt about that. But I think he's yet to really turn up and dominate a final series. Yes, he had that kick in against the Roosters last year, but outside of that, he really didn't do anything. He didn't he didn't fire a shot at all in that final series last year against the Broncos or the Panthers. And yes, it's hard when you're on the back foot and you're getting dominated, but these gun players do that shit in finals. We saw what Cleary was able to do in a grand final last year. He put the team on his back. So I want to see more from Munster, and maybe it's unfair, but I suppose the lofty standards we hold this guy to, I really want to see more from Munster. I think we are going to see it from him this year. With Pappy back, I think he really wants to prove a point. It might be Bellamy's last season as coach, so I think we're going to see more from him. Obviously, he's got a fantastic running game. I love his short kicking game. He just pops up everywhere. He's one of the best support players in the game. He's one of the best 5'8s in the game. 
when he goes to that origin level, he's the fucking best player in origin. But I just want to see him translate that a little bit more for the Storm this year against those top sides because that's what the Storm need. They need more from their top players in those big matches against your Penrith, your Roosters, your Broncos to go and win a premiership again. And the same with Hughes. You know, Hughes is a fantastic player. Highlighted by his brilliant running game. He's become a better organizing half with each year as it's come. But last year, he was probably a little bit down. He was in and out, had some injury issues. So hopefully he'll have a more consistent year this year. But I love Jerome Hughes. He's a tough player. He's always diving on loose balls, doing the hard stuff. He loves doing the dirty shit. He's a tough player. So he's a fantastic halfback. We'll continue to do what he needs to do next year, and I'm sure he'll be better. In terms of the forward pack and the front rows in particular, I think, you know, does Belliak need to consider starting Nass this year? Um, you know, that's been one of their issues that has been talked about with the addition of Bloor really helping out the side. Obviously, you've got Christian Welsh who can start and you might have Tui Kamakamitha who started a lot. But personally, I think start with Nelson. Over all these years that Melbourne have been dominating the competition, a big reason is because they get a great start and they're great front runners. And I think in order for them to continue that trend, I think you need to start with Nelson. Get him to play that first 30 minutes, bring on Tui Kamakamitha at around the 30-minute mark, and then you can rotate those guys throughout the second half. It's, uh, It's no coincidence that Tui had a better year when he was coming off the bench in that 2021-22 season. And I think the Storm are better suited to having Nass starting the game, having some impact, making meters. He gets great quick play of the balls. So I know you can make that argument that the bench, he provides that impact, but I think Kamakamitha can do that job. Maybe not as well as Nass, but not everyone's Nass. He's your best prop. Get him on the field. Let him start. Let him dominate. Set that standard so that the guys on the bench can come on. But I think puts a little bit of pressure on Tui and he can make some silly mistakes um, sometimes. So I think that get Nass on the field. He can defend as well, as well as any big unit in the game. His defensive stats are unbelievable. Obviously, takes a lot of post-contact meters and Grant can capitalize from that. So for me, I want to see Nass starting with Christian Welch. We know what we're going to get with Christian Welch. Another season under his belt, coming back from an injury. So I expect to see better things from him. In terms of the hooker, obviously Harry Grant. Again, one of these players that probably had a mixed year by his standards, and, and maybe that's unfair again. But I think the loss of Cheese had a noticeable impact. We saw Harry run less. He contributed less try assists, and he had to make more tackles through the middle. So all that extra time spending on the field, it's obviously obviously going to blunt your attacking output but it, it seemed to have a noticeable effect on Harry Grant. And, and another contextual thing to think about with Harry Grant is the fact that he's now the number one hooker in the game. So he's playing Origin, he's playing Australia. So his general output throughout the year is a lot bigger. So he's probably not getting that downtime. So hopefully another season, another off season where he can adjust and start to understand his body a little bit more and what he needs to do to ensure his recovery is first class so that he can play those you know top minutes and give the best out, output for the storm week in, week out. So, um, you know, I wonder whether Craig Bellamy considers what he does with his utilities. What does he want from his utilities on the bench? In terms of Harry Grant, are you expecting Harry to play 80 each week? Personally, I think he should be maybe playing 60 to 65 minutes, and I would consider someone like a Tyron Wishart. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit more about that utility spot in a second. But I do think... Bellamy needs to consider giving Grant a spell. That was a big reason why that rotation between him and Brandon Smith worked so well the year before and the years leading up to that. So I definitely think he needs to consider that. 
In terms of the edge second rowers, I like Trent Liero. I thought his game came on a lot last year. He had a lot of line breaks. He's got good tackle breaking ability. He can run a good line. He has that ability to change direction quite well. So I liked what I saw from Trent Liero. I know a lot of people want to see Sean Bloor starting on an edge, but I think Bellamy will want to start him on the bench and just let him warm into that. And then obviously you've got Katoa on the right edge. And again, Katoa, I thought he warmed up really well last year coming from that Warriors system. He's one of these players that has a really high ceiling. And I think we saw that in patches last year, another preseason under his belt, and he's going to have a big year this year. Obviously, he can provide that really scary option on an edge for to, for your halfback, for Hughes to isolate against opposition halfbacks. So I want to see a little bit more of that this year. Just you know, use these guys to the best of your ability. That's what these top, top halfbacks can do. You know, your Nathan Cleary's, Adam Reynolds, these kind of guys, what they do is they isolate other opposition halfbacks really well with their edge back rowers. So I want to see that a bit more with Katoa this year. He's a big unit. He should be used. He's a good weapon. So looking forward to seeing what he can do. Yeah, had some defensive deficiencies at stages last year, but Again, I'm sure he will, you know, a big emphasis for the Storm in this offseason is going to be around defence. With the the spine that they have, they don't have to worry too much about points. They're going to come, but they do need to secure that defence. So I think Liero showed a lot of promise last year and, uh, you know, Katoa did the same too. So I think they're pretty handy edge players for the Storm to have. I like Josh King at 13. I felt he did a really good job there last year. Very solid defender, good ball runner, takes a lot of tough carries does the dirty shit, popped up a lot too, you know, scored these tries where he was diving on loose balls, making the tackles for line breaks, these kind of things. So he's one of these players with a big engine who has a bit of game awareness and knows where the ball is. So I like Josh King at the lock there. Like I said, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the bench rotation. So obviously we saw potential superstar, well, not potential, he's going to be a superstar, Suafar Longo, burst onto the scene last year. I've seen a lot of people uh, are having him as a utility for the Storm this year, but I guess that kind of limits your ability in terms of positions he can play on the field and, and how important is it to have a spare back on the bench. I know the Storm did it with um, Papi at the end of last year, but let's be honest, Sua Longo is not Papi just yet, and I think it's a big risk to carry someone on the bench who's potentially not going to see any game time at all Obviously, he might be that X-factor option that comes through the middle, but I think for the Storm, particularly in the early parts of the season, they're going to be well-suited to have someone like either your Bronson Garlic, who's a genuine hooking option who can come on and rotate with Harry Grant, or Tyron Wishart for some versatility. He can obviously play hooker or he can jump in the halves. You you could probably even throw him at fullback. He's a very versatile player. So I really liked what I saw from Wishart last year, both at hooker or in the halves. We saw him score some really important tries for the Storm in the finals. He scored two tries against the Roosters in that game that they won last year, and he looked pretty handy out of dummy half when he jumped into that position throughout the year. So uh, to see him stand up like that and just play with without any fear in those big matches, uh, I really like to see that. So I think for the Storm, they should be starting with Tyron Wishart at 14. 15 will be Sean Bloor, and, and like I said, eventually I think he will force his way into the starting side. He could finally reach his potential under Bellamy. And I know a lot of Storm fans and rugby league fans in general are pretty excited to see what he can do off the back of some of that hype from the West Tigers and his debut where he was absolutely ironing blokes out. So very excited to see what we see from Sean Bloor. 
Like I said, I want to see Tui coming off the bench, Tui Kamakamita. I think he's better coming off the bench. And whilst he started a lot of last year and he was a pretty solid play, I think he was averaging 110 metres and he wasn't missing a lot of tackles. You know, he was guilty of of making some silly errors, but I think he's more effective coming off the bench. Use your top gun in Nass, have him start and have Tui come off the bench. Like, let's not forget how big Tui fucking is. Like, he's a big unit. He can have impact and I think he's a better player suited to the bench. And that's not a knock on players. Like, but there are people in this game now, like a Spencer Lenu, who they're basically typecast as a bench player. But your role in the side is just important as a starting player. So um, I think we will see uh, Aaron Penne rounding out the side at 17, just providing that other prop option for the Melbourne Storm. Um, you know, he might provide, yeah, he obviously provides a, a second middle forward rotation. If you've got uh, Tui, Sean Bloor, on the bench with uh, Penne, you've obviously got a couple of guys. You've got one bloke who can play on an edge and the other two who can rotate in the back, uh, the forward proposition. So that rounds out the bench for me for the Melbourne Storm. Two guys I think will eventually debut for the Storm in the medal are Lazarus Valepu. Hopefully I'm uh, pronouncing that one correctly, but um, he provides some much-needed size. He's nearly 120 kilos in your Nelson-type area, so... He's another big unit that I'm sure we will see debuting for the Storm at some stage this season. And for those of you that have been tuning into my guy and the watch post, another guy that I like is Tristan Powell. So Tristan is rated as a prop. I actually think he's a lock, to be honest, but he's been playing a lot of prop in the Queensland Cup. Um, wouldn't shock me to see him somewhere throughout the year. Obviously, there might be some guys potentially playing Origin throughout the year, so I do think we will we'll see Tristan at some stage throughout the year. He's one of these guys that's just a wind-up toy, kind of in your Jermaine Hopgood mold. He's got a great offload. He makes a lot of tackle breaks, tackles all day, takes a tough carry. So he really does remind me a lot of Jermaine Hopgood. I think he's a pretty handy player for the Storm that they'll be able to rely on. And um, you know, quite similar, I suppose, in terms of what Josh King does for the Storm. But um, Tristan Power probably provides a little bit more of a ball playing and a second phase option. So I'm keen to see if Tristan Power can crack into the side at some stage this year and get a debut for the Storm. All in all, I think the Storm are probably in for a better season. Having said that, I do think the competition is much stronger this year. So with that said, I do think the Storm will finish in that five to eight bracket again, as I said. Geez, I've been proven wrong by the Melbourne Storm year in, year out. They could easily make the top four, and I wouldn't be shocked. They've got a potential, a very uh, promising early draw in terms of having lots of home games at home. So if they can get off to a strong start and Pappy can stay fit and this spine can start to gel together, then they could easily be a top four side. But for me, I do see them finishing five to eight. It could be Craig Bellamy's last season. So wouldn't that be a narrative that the Storm can capitalize on and use to? spur them on and motivate them to make another grand final and win another premiership. I'm sure if they won a premiership, it'd make Bellamy's decision to retire all that easier. But I do think that if Pappy can stay fit and recapture that form, now he might come from the clouds and potentially steal that origin spot at fullback. I thought he was right on the cusp of being around that mark a couple of years ago. I think at his best, he's probably provides the most X factor, somewhat similar to Josh Drinkwater. I just think uh, Pappy has proven at the top level that he is adept at turning up and winning the game for his team. So I think we could match that Reese Walsh fire with fire thing by having Pappy at fullback if he regains his best form. So 
I'm super excited. I love Pappy. Can't wait to see what he does. Very, very interested to see how this storm season pans out. And uh, thank you guys very much for tuning in to another episode. Please like, subscribe, and review the podcast. Any feedback is much appreciated. Otherwise, we will catch up soon, and I'll see you guys again next time. Thank you.